1: Father God, thank you that you love us and thank you for all the promises contained in your word. Help us to hear you speaking to us today. Amen.
0: Galatians chapter 3 You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law, or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish, after beginning by the means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain, if it really was in vain? So again I ask, does God give you his Spirit, and work miracles among you, by the works of the law, or by your believing what you heard. So also Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announcing the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed all along with abraham the man of faith for all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse as it is written cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law clearly no one who relies on the law is justified before god because the righteous will live by faith the law is not based on faith on the contrary It says, the person who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Brothers and sisters, let me take an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established, so it is in this case. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say, unto seeds, meaning many people, but and to your seed, meaning one person, who is Christ. What I mean is this. The law, introduced 430 years later, does not set aside the covenant previously established by God, and thus do away with the promise. For if the inheritance depends on the law, then it no longer depends on the promise. But God, in His grace, gave it to Abraham through a promise. Why, then, was the law given at all? It was added because of transgressions until the seed to whom the promise referred had come. The law was given through angels and and entrusted to a mediator. A mediator, however, implies more than one party, but God is one. Is the law, therefore, opposed to the promises of God? Absolutely not. For if a law had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. But Scripture has locked up everything under the control of sin, so that what was promised being given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be given to those who believe. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, You are all children of God through faith, for all of you who were baptised into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise.
1: Ezekiel chapter 8 In the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth day, while I was sitting in my house and the elders of Judah were sitting before me, the hand of the Sovereign Lord came on me there. I looked, and I saw a figure like that of a man. From what appeared to be his waist down he was like fire, and from there up his appearance was as bright as glowing metal. He stretched out what looked like a hand, and took me by the hair of my head. The Spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven, and in visions of God he took me to Jerusalem, to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court, where the idol that provokes to jealousy stood. And there before me was the glory of the God of Israel, as in the vision I had seen in the plain. Then he said to me, Son of man, look towards the north. So I looked, and in the entrance north of the gate of the altar, I saw this idol of jealousy. And he said to me, Son of man, do you see what they are doing? The utterly detestable things the Israelites are doing here. Things that will drive me far from my sanctuary. But you will see things that are even more detestable. "'Then he brought me to the entrance to the court. "'I looked, and I saw a hole in the wall. "'And he said to me, "'Son of man, now dig into the wall.' "'So I dug into the wall and saw a doorway there. "'And he said to me, "'Go in and see the wicked and detestable things they are doing here. "'So I went in and looked.' And I saw portrayed over all the walls all kinds of crawling things and unclean animals and all the idols of Israel. In front of them stood seventy elders of Israel and Jehaz son of Shaphan was standing among them. Each had a censer in his hand and a fragrant cloud of incense was rising. He said to me, Son of man, Have you seen what the elders of Israel are doing in the darkness? Each at the shrine of his own idol. They say the Lord does not see us. The Lord has forsaken the land. Again he said, You will see them do things that are even more detestable. Then he brought me to the entrance of the north gate of the house of the Lord. And I saw women sitting there. "'mourning the god Tamas. "'He said to me, "'Do you see this, son of man? "'You will see things "'that are even more detestable than this.' "'He then brought me into the inner court "'of the house of the Lord, "'and there at the entrance of the temple, "'between the portico and the altar, "'were about twenty-five men, "'with their backs towards the temple of the Lord, "'and their faces towards the east.' They were bowing down to the sun in the east. He said to me, Have you seen this, son of man? Is it a trivial matter for the people of Judah to do the detestable things they are doing here? Must they also fill the land with violence and continually arouse my anger? Look at them, putting the branch to their nose. Therefore I will deal with them in anger, I will not look on them with pity or spare them, although they shout in my ears. I will not listen to them. Ezekiel chapter 9 Then I heard him call out in a loud voice, Bring near those who are appointed to execute judgment on the city, each with a weapon in his hand. And I saw six men coming from the direction of the upper gate, which faces north, each with a deadly weapon in his hand. With them was a man clothed in linen, who had a writing kit at his side. They came in and stood beside the bronze altar. Now the glory of the God of Israel went up from above the cherubim, where it had been, and moved to the threshold of the temple. Then the Lord called to the man clothed in linen, who had the writing kit at his side. And he said to him, Go throughout the city of Jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of those who grieve and lament over all the detestable things that are done in it. As I listened, he said to the others, Follow him through the city and kill without showing pity or compassion. Slaughter the old men, the young men and women, the mothers and children, But do not touch anyone who has the mark. Begin at my sanctuary. So they began with the old men who were in front of the temple. Then he said to them, Defile the temple, and fill the courts with the slain. Go. So they went out and began killing throughout the city. While they were killing, and I was left alone, I fell face down crying out alas sovereign lord are you going to destroy the entire remnant of israel in this outpouring of your wrath on jerusalem he answered me the sin of the people of israel and judah is exceedingly great the land is full of bloodshed and the city is full of injustice they say the lord has forsaken the land the lord does not see so I will not look on them with pity or spare them, but I will bring down on their own heads what they have done. Then the man in linen, with the writing kit at his side, brought back word saying, I have done as you commanded. Ezekiel chapter 10 I looked, and I saw the likeness of a throne of lapis lazuli above the vault that was over the heads of the cherubim. The Lord said to the man clothed in linen, Go in among the wheels beneath the cherubim, fill your hands with burning coals from among the cherubim and scatter them over the city. And as I watched, he went in. Now the cherubim were standing on the south side of the temple when the man went in, and a cloud filled the inner court. Then the glory of the Lord rose from above the cherubim and moved to the threshold of the temple. The cloud filled the temple and the court was full of the radiance of the glory of the Lord. The sound of the wings of the cherubim could be heard as far away as the outer court, like the voice of God Almighty when he speaks. When the Lord commanded the man in linen, Take fire from among the wheels, From among the cherubim the man went in and stood beside a wheel. Then one of the cherubim reached out his hand to the fire that was among them. He took up some of it and put it into the hands of the man in linen who took it and went out. Under the wings of the cherubim could be seen what looked like human hands. I looked and I saw beside the cherubim four wheels one beside each of the cherubim. The wheels sparkled like topaz. As for their appearance, the four of them looked alike. Each was like a wheel intersecting a wheel. As they moved, they would go in any one of the four directions the cherubim faced. The wheels did not turn about as the cherubim went. The cherubim went in whatever direction the head faced without turning as they went. Their entire bodies, including their backs, their hands and their wings, were completely full of eyes, as were their four wheels. I heard the wheels being called the whirling wheels. Each of the cherubim had four faces. One was the face of a cherub, the second the face of a human being, the third the face of a lion, and the fourth the face of an eagle. Then the cherubim rose upward. These were the living creatures I'd seen by the river Kabar. When the cherubim moved, the wheels beside them moved, and when the cherubim spread their wings to rise from the ground, the wheels did not leave their side. When the cherubim stood still, they also stood still. And when the cherubim rose They rose with them Because the spirit of the living creatures Was in them Then the glory of the Lord Departed from over the threshold of the temple And stopped above the cherubim While I watched The cherubim spread their wings And rose from the ground And as they went The wheels went with them They stopped at the entrance of the east gate of the Lord's house, and the glory of the God of Israel was above them. These were the living creatures I had seen beneath the God of Israel by the river Kebar, and I realized that they were the cherubim. Each had four faces and four wings, and under their wings was what looked like human hands. Their faces had the same appearance as those I had seen by the river Kebar, Each one went straight ahead. Father God, thank you that your word is good news. Help me to share that news with those I meet each day. Amen.
0: For more resources to help you bring the word to life, go to premier.org.uk forward slash Bible.